is Petticoat Rule, a program about musical productivity examined through the storytelling lens of women in the music industry. I'm your host, Erica Lang, and let me introduce producer Tara Molesworth. Hello. And today's guests are Donnie Donovan and Carolyn Hilliard of Dinosaur. Hello. This hey. is Carolyn. Hi. This is Donnie. Dinosaur is a Pittsburgh-based indie dark wave pop band that started as the spiritual musical melding of partners Donnie Donovan and Carolyn Hilliard. What began as a living room jam blossomed into a full sound. In just two years, Dinosaur has been able to put out a three-song EP and now a full-length album, Eleven, to be released in association with Wild Kindness Records in April 2018. What makes Dinosaur stand out to me is that in their songs, you can feel a sort of spiritual mulling over, like the music and the lyrics are crunching down on something internal, revolving around it, figuring it out, working out the kinks. There is pain and there is also enlightenment. There is the feeling of a veteran and there is also the feeling of a seraph. Maybe this is because of the contrastive yet complementary duo found in Donnie and Carolyn, manifested even in their vocal quality guttural versus ethereal. I'm excited to talk with them today about their respective musical journeys, as well as their current journey together as Dinosaur. And maybe we could start with this. I've heard the band has a mission statement, <laughs> like an intention or something. Would you mind sharing with us what that is right off the bat? Like actually reciting it? or If you have an actual thing you recite, definitely. Uh, yeah. So after our first thing. song, we used to start off with um, the intention, like stating the intention for each show um, at the beginning of our show. But not everybody's always People in the room. Thought mm-hmm. we were sound checking. Or like, sound why checking. Are they yeah. Talking, like this is to the audience. You yes. say the intention. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. really cool. Okay, so so now we we said it after the first song, and then after we get everybody's intention, you know, just uh-huh. to, to state our okay, mission. Okay, we're playing here. Yeah. <laughs> but do, do you want me to say it? Or? Yeah, it's kind of long, but I want to hear it definitely. Okay. <clears throat> our vision <laughs> is to let the music. <laughs> Are you doing a guitar part, yeah. Donnie? Do, 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 right. Our vision is to let our music find the people who need it in their lives. We strive to put our highest and truest energy out into the universe to allow it to connect to the souls who need to be touched. We and they will be exactly where each other needs to be. The universe is all-knowing and has mysterious ways. It knows who needs to hear our music when we refrain from expectations and control. Just trust. We are a band who enjoys and believes in the power of music in the universe. We will not be forced, controlled, or stressed. When this occurs, there is nothing that can be created freely and truly. Boundaries are put up. Jealousy, resentment, and competition take over. The universe is disharmonized. Trust is breached. An illusion is made. That is 
our mission. Love it. Our vision. I love it. I love it. So, um, so I love the idea of setting an intention. Of course, um, there's so much literature and and quotes from people. I mean, like even Oprah says, like I set an intention before every single show, mm-hmm. and that's like the secret to my success. She thinks, you know, and or says, I mean, probably it's true, right? right. So. Um, I think it's really cool that you set an intention, but she also set it with the room, which I think is really right. neat. We like to display what we're about, you know. And when I created that mission statement, it was when we first started the band. I just felt like I needed, I didn't want this to just be some, you know, project without, without, without a mission. You know, it was very dear to us. And I just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page. And when people come into the band or different members, they understand what we're about also. Well, right, so you get clarity for all the new right people who come into the band, or just people in general that take you know interest in us. How yeah. does the audience tend to react to this? They seem to they seem to really enjoy it. Whenever they could hear the words, sometimes it's kind of hard, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they really appreciate that, and we've had many people ask for copies of it because we're always talking about the higher self and our music, but I like, I really liked the way you um, introduced us and what you said about the music and you, you were talking about pain and enlightenment and that, I really like those words that you used. I, my mom, my yeah, mom it was, was really like, beautiful. Yeah, it was really cool. I love any time where people are vulnerable to the world and they're really, it's like they're working something out and you can hear it. And it doesn't matter that you, whether you got there or not, like you're in that process right. and you're showing that process. And that's what anyone is, is doing. And that's what's relatable. Obviously you have a spiritual element to your mm-hmm. songs, right? So who's, who's, is it in the lyrics too? Like who's like, I mean, clearly it's in the lyrics. I read some lyrics <laughs> and I can see them there. But who's writing the lyrics and and how does this manifest? Well, we, we both write the songs. Yeah, I mean, with the lyrics, it, it's, it's weird because each song was kind of like a moment in my life. You know what I mean? I really, when I play the chords to the song, the way I play them kind of fits the tonality of my vocals and sets the whole song up. I write lyrics after I write the songs, I think. And some of the songs we wrote as a band, about a couple of them at towards the end, where like depending on how someone kind of like put their drums or guitar lines in, it kind of sparked like the feeling of uh, like right now is a really aggressive like song. I've felt this before in my life. So Yeah. And just the way that the beat came in. I think like we were talking earlier, the drums, how important drums are, but I think the vibe of the drums really sets the music but some songs that I already wrote, like Riot, mm-hmm. I had to kind of like say the drums need to be like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I that feel is so powerful in the drums. But the lyrics um, are usually written after the music. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. for me, for some of the songs that um, I wrote and some of the parts in the songs that I wrote, I usually base it off of a, something that's going on in my life. So I actually almost have like the lyrics before, not all the lyrics, but I know what I want to project. Mm-hmm. So you lyrics. like, is it more like you have <clears throat> lyrical ideas that you've been sketching and then when the song shows up, you have something exactly. to map onto exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
just so that all the listeners are clear, Carolyn, you play the piano and the synth. Yes. And your vocals on the tracks are like the, the higher register the higher, vocals. Like the ethereal ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except and for my falsettos. <laughs> Do you have some falsettos going? I I she has some in there. <laughs> I can <laughs> I feel like sometimes I get higher than you. Maybe. Are you mostly harmonies? Or are you mostly lead? Or like, how do you guys split that? It just goes back and forth. And Donnie, you, you play the guitar. Yeah. And also sing, obviously. And I played the bass on the, the track and then... On the recordings. Mm-hmm. And lead guitars, too. I added some of that because I couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. And then song 11, It Never Goes Away. Um, I wrote the drums for that one. Okay. Beat. Yeah, because you're actually a drummer first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when did you start playing drums? Um, when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how long before you picked up a different instrument? Um, I was probably about like 19 when I started like grabbing the guitar mm-hmm. and playing it. I didn't play in bands until I was out of grad school, like, or in grad school, like 22. Mm-hmm. That's when I was in Roulette Waves. That was my first band. And that's in Pittsburgh also. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you know a lot about drums because it sounds like you played them for a significant period of time how do you feel about how different drummers affect yourself like you guys came together as a duo right if i'm uh, getting your history correct okay. you guys came together as a duo and then you started just like you realized you had something good yeah and you started incorporating other people and then you brought different every person you added how did that change your sound well it it was interesting because it was it was um, just me and Carolyn and her brother started playing with us. I played drums that first show we ever played. I played drums and sang. I don't remember that. I I played the drums, Carolyn. You played drums that first show. In Donna's, yes. Wow. I was. I, I really don't. I played well, first. so Carolyn, that was this. This is actually your first band, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you were just like so, like pictures. wowed by the experience. It could have been. Yeah. Forgot. I, I need pictures of this. I need video. Uh, ask Steve. He was there. Okay. And all the wine ladies. Yeah, I'll ask him. Okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but the drummers, we, um, our first drummer was Aiden Angle, and I actually. Uh, went to high school with him and we grew up together and um, we just kind of added him and um, yeah and it, it fit because he I knew he was a good drummer he like he would love our sound uh-huh. and he did and because he's a pretty spiritual person and just uh, yeah he really fit and then he um, he would smudge our practice space before we yeah like, the, oh, really? like <laughs> Palo Santo and all that so he fit right in and then um and his meditation bell yeah uh-huh. we had that in a couple yeah a couple of our songs but um so he left and then we were like there was a period of time where we were like Should, do we need a drummer like remember i got the drum machine i was like maybe we just need the mm-hmm. drums machine but we kept getting shows and it was like i i don't know how to like do this right now i have a show next week pretty much mm-hmm. and we and her co-worker glenn was like i play drums yeah yeah he was and, going through some life changes and i told him like when we first started the band, you know, hey, we need a drummer. He's like, oh, I, I don't have time for that right now. And then some life circumstances happened and mm-hmm. time freed up for him and he started to fill in for us. And well, the first time I met him, he was like, I'm a serial band quitter. Yeah, and yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, don't say that. Good for your resume. <laughs> I was like, Carolyn, I don't think he's going to like play in our band. Like, yeah. And but he, he's stuck around. And now for... he's like the most, yeah, he's so dedicated. It's awesome. Really? That's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. 
So I love this. It's kind of like um, these things just kind of unfolding mm -hmm. for you guys. And um, like, do you feel like you're you're applying pressure to make it happen, or you feel like it's just kind of like unfolding for you? Well, there was now. Now I feel like it's unfolding. You know, there was yeah. probably like a good nine months. Um, probably from like May of la or June of last year until probably the end of this year where it just things were just happening and it was just making it very difficult. Um, and, you know, you start second guessing things and like, oh, it's just so much. But, yeah, every you know. we, we had the like, yeah, like last year we like recorded our album and didn't do it to a metronome. So we had to do our entire album again. Oh, and then I had to do that with half an album and it's so yeah, terrible. It's horrible. Yeah. And, and then we like we're working with the um, guy who was interested in our band and then that's when Steve quit, and we were like, we just signed this contract. Oh, right, you just that signed a happened. contract, and then your guitarist he decided he uh, he 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 was in he's in school, and he just it was too much. It was too much for him, mm -hmm. and it was you know very iffy. We you don't know what's going to happen with mm -hmm. this, and he couldn't just. Um, That's so stressful. Yeah, yeah, I know it was a big decision for him, but yeah. So there was that, and yeah, just the whole recording, um, and then trying to figure out you know this contract. Uh -huh. it, it was just a lot. It was overwhelming, and it kind of takes away from your mission. And yeah. I kept on trying to to go back to that. That's the yeah. one thing. Good thing I, you know, made that mission statement because it keeps you on track, kind of. And yeah, you definitely. see the end goal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely it's nice to hear that having that intention and that mission statement mm -hmm. has helped you to to go through, push through, mm -hmm. and keep your determination and stay focused right. and get through it. Um, you know, cause it could just be a stressful, horrible experience that makes you want to quit. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We and maybe it, maybe it was that too, but you didn't quit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We could have. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Lots of times. <laughs> but we did it. We stuck through. <laughs> it's worth it. I feel like we're, we're finally, we're coming out of whatever that was. And I just see nothing but just, just yeah. brightness in the future. And the support we are having from people that kind of were there from the beginning, um, like the people at Wild Kindness and, and um, our, our manager who has been with us for uh, since probably September, like when we were in the contract, when we were recording, now we're leaving the contract and she's just been with us the whole time and helping us. Yeah, know. I actually have questions about uh, like management and I think uh, – I think this whole area of music is hard. There's so many people who just DIY, 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 yeah. DIY. And you're kind of like a mixture of DIY mm -hmm. and like getting, I guess, what you would call professional um, help or something mm -hmm. like that. Assistance. Yeah. Assistance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's very, it's very mysterious mm -hmm. and scary. And I've, I've heard lots of horror stories about things, getting people getting their rights stripped away or ended up ending up going bankrupt and stuff like that. It's yeah. really scary when you get these other people involved because people are kind of aware that these musicians have big dreams right. and, uh, you know, it's easy to take advantage of Absolutely. people with big dreams. When you, so I guess one question I have is about the management. What does the management do for you? They book your tour? So I, at first I was like, I don't know if we need one and all this, you know, but I've been doing the same thing for like four years. You know what I mean? The DIY. And, yeah, and, and it, it works. And we're still like, it's not like we can't not play or anything. Like we still are a band. 
you know, the thing is, is we just have help with networking and someone to kind of represent us um, as far as like payments or getting interviews and she's also helping us book tours um because so she that, helps you get press too and press yeah like um she you're we, going to like new york city and virginia and stuff pretty soon right yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's set up with her mm-hmm. yeah yeah she's using like different platforms and programs to you know find venues and find bands like and that we could do that and i've done that with like my other bands and you know toured like that but at, at some point, you know, you just, it's so much. It's and very, it's very time consuming because both of us have jobs and it, it really is. I mean, there's many times where I'm sitting in my queue, you know, just messaging back and forth. I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't even imagine if I had to take all of this on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and know? we do something like every, almost every day. And like, she's in contact with us every single day. Really? And, um, so but, how did you get hooked up with her? Can we say that this is CDA Management? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's her name? Krista Atkinson. Krista yeah. Atkinson at CDA Management. So how did you find her or did she find you or well, how does it happen that well, you get it was actually, this help? Yeah, it was kind of a serendipitous thing. Yeah. Donnie was, went to an open mic, as you can see. Yeah, I went to an open mic with um, <laughs> Red Fishbowl was hosting an open mic at Pines on Penn. Mm-hmm. And um, I went there and I saw her rappers. She had some rapping, rappers um, under her roster. And um, I really enjoyed them. And um, I, I noticed, like, she was, like, part of their group. And I was like, so, like, they're really good and everything. Um, Legendary is one of them. And she gave me her card. And she knew who we were working with. Um, the, the investor that we were the, that we signed oh, the contract with. Right. She was like, I've been kind of trying to talk to him actually because I'm talking to his ex partner, um, which is Benji and Rostrum for for her Rappers. artist. So I was like, oh okay, this is kind of like you know small circle here, and we just became friends. And um, she listened to our music, and she's like, I really want to work with you. This is like she loves like Tegan and Sarah. Mm-hmm. She is also a gay female. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, you know, I'm, I really don't like labels, but she's, sure. you know, she like understands us uh-huh. um, and all of that. And um, she just really uh, genuinely cared about us, liked our music. We and, just got a good vibe from her. Very hardworking. So. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Great. And so you forged a relationship and you were on a management. Yeah. 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 yeah I she mean, just started. Yeah coming to our shows and, you know, really messaging us and just showing she cared. Yeah. And gen- yeah. It was genuine, you know. And does it, does it feel like it's like a big uh, impactful element on your success? It, I think it will be. It's yeah, It's absolutely. taking, you know, it's going to take time. <laughs> sure. Um, but, you know, she, like, she's she got us, um, like, Point Park's um, Spring Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, different types of shows that like you want to have someone kind of submitting you or mm-hmm. representing you um, because that's the reality. And I think a lot of bands in Pittsburgh and I was like that too. I was like, why do, why do you know? And we kind of had this talk, like I had to let go of my control. Mm-hmm. Like I had to go it's through your, therapy, it's our baby. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like intervention. Like you don't need to like touch everything and to be do in everything. charge of everything. And yeah. I was like, okay, like, okay, okay. And like, so how does it feel now that you're into that a little bit? How is your control urge <laughs> um, going? There's sometimes where I feel like there's <laughs> unnecessary like conversations, but I think we're still working out the kinks of like, 
you know, like I feel like we talk about things a lot, but like you yeah. know, well, yeah, yeah. okay, it's, there's a lot. She's doing a lot. She's a lot yeah. going on and reaching out to a lot of people. I mean, and she's involved in setting all that stuff up. It depends. Yeah. She's done a lot with the tours and some local shows, but we still do a lot of the local show bookings just because people are so used to reaching yeah. out to us. Right? Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say like if someone's like, hey, I want you to play a show with you guys, mm-hmm. and they email her, I guess because that's what it well, says on the Facebook, but they can email. They can us email you. And, yeah. and so, and like, if you book something, you let her know. Yeah, we'll see yeah. her on the emails. I see. Yeah. So she's just like aware of everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It sounds like complicated, but also really helpful. It yeah. It, at first, it's it's definitely like okay, there's someone else has to know everything, and then also like has to ask you for things, and you got to check in with your band, and uh-huh. it's like this thing. But it definitely like. The, the biggest thing I think for bands in Pittsburgh or just bands in general, you, you have to like, if you want to be a musician, you have to tour. And like I told her 100%, we like have to tour. Mm-hmm. Like we have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Now, why do you feel like that? Um, I mean, I agree with you actually, yeah. but I, I want to hear what your <laughs> thoughts are about it. Well, I mean, I think if you're trying to expose your music to other cities and, you know, when you go to another city and you want to go into a radio station or do a podcast or an interview there, um, like you're just making connection after connection. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're not stuck in this Pittsburgh bubble because, Mm -hmm. I mean, we only have so many, you know, things happening and yeah. yeah, And like we, you know, we worked with, you know, YEP and uh we're we're just like any other band trying, but we want to tour. We want to like see other cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I love the bands in other cities. I just like I love playing with different bands. Right. Yeah. So when so go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say too, along the lines of, of why do we why should bands tour is just you know a lot of like if you're trying to get on a label or you're trying they they're gonna invest in you. They want to see that you're getting out there and doing things. Yeah, also. you're yeah. Mm-hmm. making and you, a fan base. And, you know, you don't, like, we, we can talk about this all day, but in Pittsburgh, you, like, in, I'm sure in any local place, you're not going to get paid for a lot of, like, show. Like, you don't get paid for your shows. And sometimes everyone in your city might have access to your music, and you can't, like, sell any more of your music. You have to, like, try to sell merch somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, money-making is difficult as an original band there's certain even just live radios where like they're like well we want we want to see you having toured for six months to a year to even be on something like you know oh wow so like audio tree you know they want to know that you're a touring band yeah 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 Mm -hmm. the bar to entry is pretty high (laughs) yeah right it's a lot of hustling you got to hustle all the time. Yeah. Carolyn, this is your first band. We kind of said that before. Yes. But you can tell you're a really good musician when mm-hmm. you listen to things. Like your piano is really great. Oh, um, your vocals are really great. So uh, you obviously have a background I do. in music. What's yes. that like? I guess from kindergarten, my parents pushed you know me into music. I played violin and, and clarinet and piano. I was in tambourines also. I don't know if you oh. know what that is. Well, I know it's a... It's it's like a belly dancing thing, right? Uh, it's not. I guess some of the, some of the, some of the dances can be belly dancing, but it's more of like Eastern European, um, like 
They're ethnic dances, like the old uh-huh. world dances. Okay, so it's not just belly dancing. No, it's, it's not all just different, belly <laughs> All different versions yeah. of, all different. of Eastern European. I don't think they Yeah, like dance. Ukrainian. Do you belly dances? No. no. Okay. See, I, no belly this dancing. is where I think it's from. <laughs> when you're in Pittsburgh and you're driving along the, the boulevard, the boulevard yeah. there is that like mosaic yeah. tile like depiction right. of the Tamboritsons of Duquesne University. Yeah, right? yeah, they're really oh, they well, look world like they're world dancing. renowned. Yeah, yeah. I almost, I almost actually went to Duquesne to do that, but then I decided to do something. Like else. to get a degree in Eastern European dance. No, no, no. They, I mean, I would get a degree in something else, whatever I was doing. But that's just like if also you be part, yeah, of that. be a part of that. Also, I see. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was that was a pretty big part. I did that from sixth grade till I graduated. Like, Are uh, you of Eastern European descent? I'm Ukrainian and Hungarian. That was a big thing for me and I just love the way that they sing like it was a lot of like almost like like mantra-ish type you know mm-hmm. the Eastern European um, songs so I actually I, I'm not really very familiar uh, yeah she would just do something oh, right go- now. oh I it's been so long I don't know if I remember anything but oh yeah <laughs> I wish I would have had something prepared that's okay <laughs> sorry next time <laughs> it's all right it's all right I'm gonna look it up yeah so okay so you have this history with the dance yes and, and vocals um so I I I was pretty musical my whole life mm-hmm. um and then I never really actually like wrote my own songs it was more of like classical classically trained um and but I, I just after I graduated I kind of stopped music just because I just didn't know what to do with it from then, so you know I would do things here and there but yeah I never was in a band I always wanted to be and then I met Donnie. My uh, understanding from my little internet googling research uh-huh. is that she kind of encouraged you and you were kind of shy about it. Oh yeah, I was really shy. I was al- I've always been shy about my singing. Um, just everything. And it's crazy because I'm a Leo also, so I never understood why I was like that. Well, wait, are you, what's your birthday? August 19th. Oh, I'm August 24th and I'm okay. like in that cusp zone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like so cuspy. Yeah. I'm totally, totally Leo, <laughs> totally Virgo, 100%. My moon's a Virgo, so I have like, I was like, I'm more okay. of a Virgo than anything, but yeah. the Leo's starting to come out, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really shy. I would never sing around anybody or Donnie or anything, just like by myself. Well, you would like, I would like play and I'm like, even last night, I'm like, well, come on, like say something, you know, like you would like want to, you know, like when a kid kind of like... One is curious, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, she's like totally like you want to do this, right? We're feeling it, and then you know you did it, and so how did yeah. you how did you get her to start, Donnie? Um, well, she just you know she would she really enjoyed like coming at all the shows from all the bands I you know what thing and Roulette Waves and 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 then Dreamphone and stuff and um. Yeah, I think you just, it was like, I, I was writing a song, and it was like a, pol- a nice song, a polite song, and um, <laughs> you like, and you started singing with me, like, to mention. I was like humming, and then yeah. she's like, sing louder. And then, yeah. and so then, then you kind of took a little yeah. leap of faith and sang a little louder. And- yeah, and then look on her face, actually, was kind of what gave me confidence, because she was like, wow, you can sing. And like, she, I don't know, it was just a really cute moment, and Aww. gave me the confidence, and yeah, it was nice. It was- and look at you now. <laughs> yeah. But still at the beginning, too. Right. Like, we can't see into the future, right. but I'm excited for whatever's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to, to start 
um, writing more songs. I'm still I'm still fumbling around with that. I've never done anything like this, so Donnie really helps me out a lot. So are any of these tracks on this new album something that you composed the music for or had some like significant input in that way? Oh, all yeah. Of our, you know, yeah. All of our keys are <clears throat> All of my keys yeah. are original. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm able to – I actually – I love it. I never thought that I would love – writing key parts as much as I do. It's just mm -hmm. something that's just like second nature to me. <clears throat> and um, the vocals too. The melody lines. I wrote that, yeah, yeah also. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So your album art is um, a couple of like Nautilus. <laughs> Nautilus, I don't know how you pluralize <laughs> yeah, I don't Nautilus. Know. <laughs> it's a Nautilus though, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's two on this album. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if that was somehow symbolic of the shell and pulling out of shell oh. experience that you oh yeah are well, this band kind of represents <clears throat> for you it, yeah i mean i really didn't think about it that way but yeah we i mean that's a prehistoric creature mm -hmm. we actually had an artist that just we didn't tell him what to do he actually just put that together for us and made the nautilus for the um, first ep and then the first... we asked him to do the album too <clears throat> uh-huh so, um, so what did you like send him some tracks and he just meditated on it until the yeah. novelist came to him <laughs> yeah well he just yeah he that's kind of what he came up with yeah uh, for based the, on our music because he actually saw a, perfor a performance and uh, we met him at a show and he we reached out and asked him if he wanted to do our album artwork and he was so excited so it was just based on the music that he heard that night and and our yeah. well no our ep wasn't even out yet so yeah that's just just from the it, yeah, live experience. Yeah. And it's become like our little mascot, yeah. like our little theme is the Nautilus. And little it, Nautilus dude. Yeah. And it's just, it is kind of like a dinosaur. Yeah, I like it because it's like, not really like dinosaur-y, but it is a dinosaur. and Totally. And I, I love it for that reason, It's subtle, too. you know, and, and yeah, I, I like the whole coming out of the shell thing. Too. Yeah, That's really yeah. Cool. Um, so is dinosaurs a name? Um, is that supposed to be like a marriage of like... I don't know, the ancient and the spiritual. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, yeah. we, we, we knew we wanted dino somewhere in our name, and we spent Why like that? a couple of days. <laughs> because she thinks I look like a dinosaur. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> she had this. Well, what she kind got, specifically? She, a stegosaurus. She's, she, had this hair, <laughs> she, she had this haircut. It was like a mohawk, and it looked like I was looking at her one day. I was like, oh, my God, the profile. It was just like, you know, the stegosaurus where they have like the, uh, what are they? Oh, you mean the, the spiky spikes. things? The, on the spiky back. things, yeah. yeah she had yeah, like, like the plates down yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. Diamond so plates. I saw her call her a dino do. Ah. And then little <laughs> miniature dinosaurs started popping yeah. up everywhere, like anywhere we looked. Oh, it was like, the weirdest thing. Really? Yeah. Like, like a little totem just kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like, in re like we went to the gym. And there's a little dinosaur on the ground. Just like in just, the in the locker room. Sitting yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. Just right we find like little wow. toy dinosaurs. And then uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, how do we incorporate this? And we were just taking a walk one day, actually with her dad. Her dad was just, he wasn't really involved in it, but we were walking with He him. came up with the name. Actually. Hey, he actually, no, yeah, it was her dad. <laughs> no. Thanks, dad. But it was right when we were kind of going through like, like an awakening together, I guess you could say. Like we've always been spiritual, but it was just like starting to see things in a different way. And we knew that we wanted to incorporate this spiritual aspect. So then we said dinosaur and we laughed forever after we came up. We were like, this is so funny, but it just like stuck. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. The heart, uh, band names are hard yes. to come up yeah. with. Yeah. 
really hard to come up with. And I think it does suit you very well. So yeah, it's cool. I think it's cool. And there is another dinosaur out there. (laughs) I know I Um, found them, but they're like in another country. Yeah. Yeah. Korea. Yeah. Really far away. (laughs) Oh yeah. The competition is, is there, they got some jams though. (laughs) I find myself listening to their song. (laughs) Just leave it on. I love that. (laughs) I love that. If they're on Spotify, uh, you guys should put the other dinosaur and you guys, on the, your Spotify playlist for this episode, so everyone can hear all the dinosaurs in the whole world. Or maybe you guys can like, like if you get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're gonna travel to Asia someday, yeah, yeah. should definitely play a dinosaur squared kind of <laughs> show. That'd be cool. So, um, so you mentioned the gym a second ago. Um, I think, w- w- are you a personal trainer and, and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, I went to school for exercise physiology, and I've been doing it for like the last ten years, um, and just have my own little um, training business. Yeah. So, do you train out of? A, do you have your own studio, or do you just go wherever the client wants to meet you? I I work downtown in the Grant Club and like in the Grant Building, but then mm-hmm. I also do in home training, um, kind of everywhere, mostly in the East End, Squirrel Hill, Point Breeze, um, and then in a couple months I'm going to be working in another facility downtown, and I'm I'm really excited about that. But I'll I'll talk about that maybe in a couple months when it's really happening. <laughs> um, so it's it's going to be a really awesome challenge. Um, like it challenges me to learn more about it's like, it's going to have all these different healing modalities and technologies. So it's, it's mm. really going to be, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like healing modalities, meaning like different kinds of like electric, uh, muscle zappy things. Uh, kind of like it's, it's like, um, like there's going to be like, um, sensory deprivation, oh, yeah. infrared sauna, and then biofeedback. And then there's mm-hmm. this other thing called like light therapy. Yeah. Um, so all these types of, and then like a studio. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, have you done a sensory deprivation tank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have yeah. you both? We yeah. love it. Me too. It's, yeah. so, it's like my happy place. I'm like, this is exactly <laughs> what I need. I could just live Dude, here. It's nice. It's so, nice. it's so amniotic. Like, I just feel yes. like it's like you were in a womb, but you don't have to be all fetal style. You can spread all yes. out. Yes. Oh my God. It was yeah. just, it felt like home to me. So, yeah, yeah. I instantly felt everything is okay. Yes. Yeah. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah. Nothing is wrong at I thought, all. <laughs> I thought I was going to freak out, yeah. but I, I did it good. Because, like, I get nervous in the darkness for uh-huh. some reason. Hmm. But hmm. it was okay. I was I moved a little too much. I was kind of swimming Sorry. in there. Like, you? splashing. I don't, you were splashing? Kinda, yeah, I couldn't really relax, but it still was good. But don't get the salt in your eye or your mouth. <laughs> yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, and because I, I was splashing too much. <laughs> oh, no. They're probably, if they're listening, like, someone's like, what was she doing in there? <laughs> I don't know. But I had a good time. <laughs> what happens in the sensory deprivation tank stays in the sensory deprivation It's your experience. Tank. Yeah, it's all your experience, and it's it's whatever works for you. Um, so did you, have you been back then, or was that just, like, your yeah, one experience? Yeah, we, oh, we've gone times, to levity. Yeah. yeah. So now, do, are you able to get calm now, or are you always splashing? Um, no, no, I'm okay now. I think <laughs> I think I just didn't realize. It was more of, like, picking my arms up and, like, reaching for something and not realizing it would drip on my face. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then get in my eye. 
See, um, I think that means it was working because you didn't realize that that was going to happen. And normally you would. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But like when you're in there, you just really just like everything kind of melds into everything else. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I need to go back for a second <clears throat> session. Carolyn, you are uh, sort of a, an energy healing and, and that kind of thing. Oh, um, well, that's what I would like to be doing. But okay. I actually do. Um, I, I do IT work. Okay. Yeah. For the uh, opposite. Yes, yeah, quite the opposite <laughs> for a corporate company. Uh-huh. Um, well, this is like how the bills get paid, right? Yes, exactly. So. I'm I'm trying to figure that out. I've been doing it for ten years, and it's like it's like I married security almost, and never really explored who I was. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I, I know this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I am in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. So I got you yeah. on that. I'm on that vibe. Um, so you're, but you're putting some of your own energy into this other direction for yourself, like Abs- energy healing. Like you spend a lot of time in that realm. Right? Yes, absolutely. I do a lot of meditation and um, <clears throat> I practice Kundalini yoga. Um, I do do energy healing, not on people per se. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do in that aspect. Um, it's more about empowering people, not to 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 heal themselves. I think is what I want to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, not as far as like I don't know. I, I I'm trying to figure that out. What my view, my vision is on on the whole energy healing. Right. So, what would you describe? Like, how would you describe to listeners what energy healing is? Because I think that's very um, vague, vague term. Like if, if people don't know what that is, they're just like, yeah. I have no idea what that means. That, is that, that is like a vague term. Is it like using, how do you channel things? Um, I think everybody is different. I mean, there is Reiki is used from like an outside, like, you know, somebody usually channeling, channeling healing energy. Um, mm-hmm. they're like the satellite, you know, to help people or to like, work on different chakras or different areas of the body to channel energy to help heal that person, to bring their chakras into balance or their energy into balance. So there's all different types. It's more of like an, I guess, an outside source of energy. But I'm I'm more of like, I'm all about you getting to know your body, mm-hmm. yourself, and feeling what is out of balance. Because you, everybody has the ability to heal themselves no yeah. matter what. And it's more of a spiritual aspect for me. <clears throat> Even though there's also, you know, the physical and the mental, but it's really um, you listening to what your body needs. And once you get in tune with that, you're able to, I feel, I feel you're able to, um, to heal yourself self without all yeah. of these outer modalities. And be dependent. Yeah. Because like, I think that there's a lot of, um, or yeah, dependent, independent, you know, like. Independent, yeah. Yeah, not being dependent upon people always helping and Mm -hmm. and like and there's there's something wrong like you need fixed right you know um you can get in that that. trap Mm -hmm. um anybody you know all these different programs and we we did it ourselves yeah um and it's 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 cool to always learn things about yourself but it it, sometimes it's almost a distraction too to learn about yourself so much um well to 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 listen to everybody else and what everybody else is doing right you know because you everybody's telling you what to do and then you it's confusing and that's what i did for years and i'm like i'm listening i'm doing the right things and i still feel this certain way and i'm Uh still not living it's still not right you know inside that something's not right right absolutely so what do you consider um the biggest block most people have to being able to hear that internal voice that's saying what's out of balance their biggest block is just not trusting not trusting that that they know what's good for them well their intuition 
Yeah. Like people aren't connected to their own intuition. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've learned a lot <clears throat> just through meditating and, and through Kundalini Yoga because it's the yoga for awareness. It really works with like meridians and your chakras. And I don't know if, if you're familiar with it, but um, there's different like yoga exercises, yoga exercise sets, depending on what you feel like your body needs, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but through that, I've learned, you know, how to live from different different consciousness, I guess you could say. Um, and you need to find what everybody is different, you know, but you need to find what works for you, like living from your, I mean, everybody should live from their heart and follow their heart. You know, that's, that's the thing, but just listening and seeing what is in balance with you and, you know, what, what do you need to put into balance to be able to listen to yourself? And I can't, I mean, I guess I could guide people or anybody could help you get to there, but that's what I'm trying to figure out. How do I get people to that inner balance? To be able to listen to themselves, and then they figure out what they need. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that they're self-sufficient, like, like right. you said. Yeah. Um, I like the element of your um, mission statement where you talk about the relationship of these kinds of things to creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, or I picked that up in there a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I think I did anyway. I hope yeah. I wasn't imagining that. Um, but I just I thought I would ask you a little bit more about that about that relationship, like how. How much is this related to your ability to unlock and do your music? Is this like part of how your musical experience is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it really, when you're shut off, and I've noticed this these last couple of months mm-hmm. with the whole contract, um, I just haven't, it's like this weird thing where I can't even hear my own voice, um, where my throat chakra has been shut off. And it's because my heart's so blocked because I'm, like, not trusting because I'm so mm-hmm. kind of upset about what happened. And I feel like we're not in necessarily a creative mode. But, yeah, I think that whole part of the mission statement, you know, is is where when you're not – when you're kind of allowing things to, to – be controlled. Yeah, or trying to control things in or ways where – trying to control things, yeah. Yeah your creation and your creativity will not like flow and you're kind of like jamming it. it. I think for right now, like I'm working on my throat cause um, it just, I haven't felt strong in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I felt kind of shut, shut down or shut off and I'm working on that. Yeah. It's been quite an experience for, for, I think both of us, but for me for the past nine months, like everything was, when I first started this, it was so new and it was so exciting. It was so freeing. And you know, the mission statement, I mean, that's exactly, you know, I didn't want to control anything or be controlled. Um, and everything, my voice, just everything was just so like open. You, you just, we just did it. Cause it, um, we just kind of we're in the beginning stages of playing music, so we really didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then we, when we got attention, things started to switch into like we have to, we we should mm-hmm. be doing this, we should mm-hmm. be doing this, we, you know. And, and then, then that you, that kind of control started, you know. That, that's whenever like blocks start happening yeah. because then you feel like you're you're being shut down or cut off. Yeah, it kind of distorts the energy. Absolutely. And then I finally I realized what was going on. Like my heart, my trust, like like Donnie said, my 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 heart was not open. I was not trusting. And as soon as I started working on my heart space and living from my heart space again, that's whenever I, I started to be able to be creative and sing again. So mm-hmm. like I was singing, but it just I couldn't hear myself like when I was on stage and I did 
didn't want to for some reason. And it's, it's, it's just interesting. It's interesting yeah. how you can, when you're aware, you can kind of heal yourself and figure out what is wrong here. I know this is not me. And mm -hmm. then, you know. And I mean, I mean, that requires some element of space probably, right? Absolutely. Like you have to take a step away. Mm -hmm. So you already have to be acute enough to say and see, I need to step away yes. right yeah. now, which is, I think a lot of people don't even have that acuity. They, yeah, yeah. Or they'll distract themselves with right. other things yeah. instead of taking some time to themselves. Right. Yeah. And so you take that step away and, um, where, what do you guys typically do when you are in that process of examining, self-examining? Are, are you like, by the river or do you have like a place or a spiritual thing that you do? Mm -hmm. Or if you want to share, you don't have to, oh, if yeah, it's yeah. too personal. Um, well, we actually just bought a house and we have this really nice meditation room in the back. Um, and that's where I go. And I do, I do yoga and meditate. I meditate every morning. Um, and that's my time with myself. That's what I do. I love to go into nature, mm -hmm. take hikes to clear my mind. Like before a show, we'll do this, um, connecting korea well oh, yeah. we try to connect with each other and we sit like back to back and and try to open up our heart before a show we'll mm -hmm. do that and yeah and just kind of you know for me um it kind of crept back in but i i did delete facebook my phone for a little bit and i think i should probably do that again because i think it's just you're constantly like oh the barrage of, yeah yeah and comparing yourself to others mm -hmm. and i need that you know that's always i think a weird thing that happens you know, and, and there's a lot of unconscious things that happen too that you're not even aware of in your body, you mm -hmm. know, um, of how you feel about yourself and how you feel about what you're truly supposed to, or not supposed to, but what you want to do rather what rather than like what you're trying to do for others or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, like you're, you want to spend your time on this planet doing things that are really important to you mm -hmm. and not just what other people told you to do right. or society has implied to you when you were growing up or whatever. Right. And it takes, it takes a lot of uh, mental effort to, <clears throat> to take that time, mm -hmm. see for yourself if you're doing those things or not. Are you guys into tarot as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a tattoo? I do. Yeah. I'm a hermit. Of the hermit. Yeah. <laughs> how do you know that? Oh, do you probably, is there a Wait, picture? I found a picture. Oh, <laughs> I Google real deep, oh, you wow. know. Um, I don't even know where I saw it, but I saw it somewhere. But uh, I, I actually, we were talking about, Tara and I were talking about the hermit recently. And also I like the hermit, but I wondered what you would, um, if you would talk about your relationship to the hermit. Yeah. I mean, I've always kind of felt like a hermit. Um, it's weird because I'm a, I'm a Gemini, but I'm also a cusp person. Um, but I'm also a numerology number nine, which is like a humanitarian, which is number nine for the hermit. Um, but I'm I really I'm not really an extrovert, and I the hermit the whole idea of a hermit is kind of like learning about themselves and the the knowledge within. And um, the hermit's kind of like the person who kind of knows themselves and then goes off to the mountain and shines the light and people see the light and they they've usually are supposed to follow the hermit but the hermit's not a leader they they're kind of a um they're an all-knowing kind of creature but they don't have to express that they're masters yeah they mastering like mastering yourself and I'm working on that that's everyone should, should be kind of working on that but um, that's kind of what a hermit means to me. Not really like being home and 
I don't know, that's like kind of what people think, but I think more like spending time by myself, which I need to Mm -hmm. do more of. Um, (laughs) But when I do that, it's it's really good, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, When you guys were house hunting, did you specifically look for homes that had good meditation rooms? Yes. (laughs) That was a a criteria, right? Yeah, when we found this house, we were about to give up. In a band room. Yeah, in a band room, too. Studio. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But this had everything. And this meditation room, oh, I wish I had a picture. It's just so perfect, yeah. It's like, it's bright, and it's just good energy. Love it. Yeah. Love it. You have to have that good energy feeling in there. It's perfect. yeah, the numerology on the house, too, was perfect, too. Which, oh, wow. It's 11, 9. Symbols. Yeah. Symbols everywhere. You guys are in a relationship together. Has being in a band together been a, uh overall good experience for that? <sighs> it has been. Um, it has been. It's been. It's been challenging, but in a good way, I feel like, because we are learning a lot about ourselves as individuals and as, you know, a partnership. I'm, I'm kind of very, like, businessy. Even though I'm not the best business person at all, I push it a lot. And Carolyn's more of a flow type person. And I try. You know, I guess it's when you're, when you do this type of business and creativity with your partner, it takes away from your just kind of genuine, not genuine, but just your existence as a relationship. Because most of our conversations end up, you know, being about the band. You know what to do with our music. What we, you know, all these different like obligations. Yeah, and it's so, like a business. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's like elite, like all of our conversations. Um, so we we've been really trying to calm that down because you kind of do lose a part of your relationship mm-hmm. um, if you don't put up the boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Like a boundary. And we didn't even realize it was happening until, you know. Until it was too late, and now we're we're trying to get back to that. And, and getting a manager, honestly, has helped a little bit, too, mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, take some of those responsibilities away or just to kind of have a mediator also. Yeah, with she this. mediates us, too. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> good. I think this is like a secret little area that you could exploit as a band therapist. Yes. Bands yeah. need therapy. I agree. Well, we're, we're – we used started seeing a therapist, you know, just for uh-huh. probably band stuff and for relationship stuff well, to get us yeah, back on yeah. track because yeah. I'm pro therapy. Yeah, me yeah. too. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your album and the song that we're going to play today. Okay. First of all, this album is full length. It's, it's 11 songs. Yes. It's titled 11. Originally, the band configuration was the two of you and then Steve, your Carolyn, your brother yes. um, started playing with you on guitar and then you've got Glenn, mm-hmm. your coworker on drums, and now Steve has stepped out, and you have another guitarist who's playing with you. Yeah. A fill-in, yes. A yeah. fill-in guy. Um, was Steve on the album? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you have uh, Mike Zelenka on bass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but you play, but Donnie, you played the bass on the album. Yeah, we didn't really have a bass player ever in the band. And mm-hmm. then I put it on the album, and we weren't really looking for one, but Mike just, just kind of showed up. <laughs> he said, I'll play bass. And there we were go. like, okay, <laughs> sure. You're in. You're due to release April. Yep, yeah, April 21st. April yeah. 21st. You're having a party at yeah. Meta. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Is this like one of the places, do you like kind of like work there? Um, no, I've been to some events there and I just like what they're doing there. It's just kind of a collective of healers and yoga instructors and massage therapists. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's a collective. Yeah. It's really awesome. A healing arts community. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and you're, uh, you're having slow danger that night. Yes. Which is, uh, we spoke with Anna Thompson in a previous episode. So our listeners love slow danger. Yeah, she's awesome. And uh, thousands of bees. Yes. Uh, anyone else? Um, and swamp, swamp walks. Oh, swamp walk. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. And the, the show is actually a, a dry show. Is that because Meta has rules or do you guys like sober? Well, I'm, yeah, we, we're both sober. I've been so, I decided to go sober two years ago mm-hmm. um, just because I, didn't want distractions again. I don't know. It just felt right to me. So yeah. it's very dear to me um, to start to promote so- sobriety and sober shows and, and events. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And like we were supposed to have this at Cruise because our manager oh. um, was friends with some people there and everything. And so we were going to have it there. And it was kind of difficult just communicating with them. But they um, they gave us a $4,000 bar minimum. <laughs> Oh, and we we were gonna have it there and had the lineup and uh, I don't know everything just like wasn't it didn't resonate up. with us. It didn't feel right. And, yeah, that, that's um, weird. Yeah, and I don't think they really push it, but I I just I don't know why they said that to us or, or whatever. But that just made like made it really easy for us to be like this isn't for us. And then we found Meta, and it just all worked yeah. out. I, I actually was thinking Meta from the beginning, and I don't know why I shied away from it. I think it was just. You know, you just get nervous about having this completely dry event. But then I think there was just, like, signs um, that it needed to happen. And we wanted it, like, 18-plus because we wanted to get the college crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But then we were like, well, we really wanted all ages. I mean, it just works. It it is all ages. It's it's dry. And we're going to have mocktails there uh-huh. and all all of the things you would have in a bar. Yeah. It just it's just right up our alley. And so. it's it's, like, more, like, hippie vibe, too. Yeah. I think on the subject of sobriety too, like uh, for me personally, when I quit drinking and everything, that part of that was for me to be able to listen more to my intuition. And I just realized I had no connection. I couldn't feel what things were affecting me, which of the many millions of things I was ingesting and and putting and stimulating myself with was affecting how how I actually felt. Yes. And so it's been a long journey of figuring out now I can feel what some things, how they affect me, Absolutely. but still not great acuity, but working on it. But um, I think that fits very well with yeah what you were talking about. Absolutely. That's why I did it too. I just, I just wanted to, to feel and heal and just feel everything and, and learn so much and no judgment on people. It's right. just yeah. for myself. Yeah, totally. And, Whoa. you know, I would come home from Friday from work and like, you know, most people would go out and have a drink or whatever. And that's what I would do. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to sit here and meditate instead. And I would feel so good afterwards because I just reflected on what went on and I learned so much and I started like writing about it. It was really amazing. Mm-hmm. And and through that whole sober experience too, like it, it, it was difficult. It was difficult to stay sober, even though I really wasn't like addicted mm-hmm. um or, or you it's know so easy like it's, it's just thrown in your it's face thrown in all your the face time. and and you well, know it's you everywhere it's like how they're everything. trying to get you to do a four thousand dollar yes. tab there once you quit you sort of look around and it's like everything's about pinot alcohol. and and it's painting, painting. <laughs> and it's like, they're, like there's just so much of yeah. yoga so much and everywhere. beer yoga and oh, beer oh when i saw that yeah. that just blew my mind and like yoga and beer just does not well the thing too is like our best shows are and we're kind of an intimate band and it's just like 
we, we really enjoy playing at places like Roboto where people kind of are paying attention and they're not at the bar talking and they all come that. They sure. music, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what we wanted, you know, and it's just, it's about music. And I think a lot of these events and everything gets lost because it's just about drinking. I, I really, I don't know. If yeah. I'm saying that the right way, but yeah, and and like you said, no, it's not judgmental about other no, no. other people. People should do what they want. I know. I when I was a big drinker, it was kind of like in a way I kind of needed to do that at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone goes through different phases in life. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm ready to hear myself better. Your album, you uh, recorded pieces of it in, in different places, right? So you were at Thunderbird House and you were at Ice House. Yes. <laughs> And now is it all completely done? Is it, you got it mastered and everything at Tree Lady. And now is it like, you've got your packages in hand ready to go? Um, so we're, so yeah. we delivered on Thursday. Yes. But, the CD. Oh, the CD. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah. yeah, everything else is done and ready to go. Yeah. Awesome. Are you excited? Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, it's gonna, yeah, it's already set up through Jeff and Wild Kindness to be distributed on, on the interweb. On the interwebs, yeah. Um, Spotify's and, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to do like a radio campaign thing. So we're going to do that. And then, I don't know. I just, I'm excited to see what happens with it. You know, it's a full album and I don't know. I think it's it's different and it's cool. Waiting for You is the song we're going to listen to. And um, so tell me about the the creation of this song. This was one that um, we wrote, well, I wrote it, like, in the living room. Yeah. And you started harmonizing with me on mm -hmm. it. Yeah. This was one that was, a, like, a little bit more intimate because it mm -hmm. wasn't, like, at the space, um, like, our rehearsal space. It was in the living room, and I just kind of came up with it on the acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started singing it. And um, I added keys, like a piano part. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's like a... Um, uh, what's it called? And triplets. A, triplets, yeah. like, yeah. And then the drummer added the beat, and which was, you know, there's a swing kind of beat to it. And he um, even has some double bass in there in the end. He sneaks that in because he's like, uh, he's, 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 he's a like metal a, drummer. He's yeah. a metal drummer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have the double beat. Every, every song. I look back and I go, okay, we're gonna do that. Right, yeah. I actually like it. Yeah. You're like not opposed, but not what you would have done, probably, but. Yeah. Yeah, there's some fits, songs it works. like right now. Is amazing. Oh yeah, like with the bass, the double bass. I yeah. think they all are. Yeah, I, I like the double bass. Well, it's like a, the beauty of playing with other people is they come up with things that you right. would not have, and then you're like, "Whoa, that's really cool! Yeah. You just made this song sound like so cool now. <laughs> yeah. it makes it come to life. Yeah. Comes to life. Yeah. So, what are the lyrics about? Who wrote the lyrics? Uh, I wrote the that lyrics. Was you, yeah. yeah. Um, it was. Ooh, yeah. This song is kind of. I don't really know what the song's about yet. I'm still kind of, you know, when you write and you're just kind of like, it's kind of about our relationship, but not, you know, and the bad parts. You know, it's <laughs> it's about the good parts. You mean? Yeah, good parts. But I think it's also, um, I think it's it's about reflecting also. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's kind of about us both wanting the same thing, but kind of not communicating well on it. But then coming together at the end and, like, feeling it, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, like, miscommunication, which is why we go to therapy, and that's what we talk about in therapy. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we just, for some reason, there's different love languages. I don't know if you read that, read that book, but yeah. 
we kind of have, you know, the same love language, but we do, but we still communicate differently. But um, <laughs> we're still trying to figure that because well, we did the it's test. It's impossible for two people to like work together, no matter what. Yeah. So the lyrics are a little harsh. They are harsh, but I think it's my way of seeing um, somebody that I want to actually see me, but maybe I'm not seeing them nurture and love me in the way that I wanted them to. Right. Um, and then, but well, I'm waiting, like the whole thing is I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you is like the chorus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, along those lines of, you know, you don't see them nurturing the way that you want to be nurtured. Well, maybe it's like almost like a reflection, you know, uh-huh. maybe that's not something that you're giving yourself and you're looking to them right. to give to you until yeah. you give that to yourself. They're not going to give it to you, yeah. you know? Very wise. Yeah, a lot of our songs are That's kind like of my life right now. <laughs> you know, I'm picking it out too. <laughs> it's yeah, they're like me speaking to you or speaking to myself and like you know how I wanted this to be, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not. I'm not seeing it the way I thought I'm seeing it, but it's really me not loving myself. Some songs are just like it's what I really wanted, but I wanted someone else to give it to me, but I needed to do it for myself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, then some of them are a little political, like right now is a I think a political song in some way, in a secret way, mm-hmm. you know, because I think it's just about all the garbage in the world and garbage shock too. And dimension. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, this song definitely. Is uh, it's I think it's going to be one of our singles, uh, "Waiting for You." Okay, so let's listen to "Waiting for You." Waiting for you, yes. Waiting for you.
Awesome. I loved it. You get to have that ending with the piano. You get the last say. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a couple songs like that. <laughs> also, the, yeah, when that double bass hits in the end, yeah. it makes it so heavy yeah. and it like, adds to the dimension of it. It's really nice. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So the last thing that you're kind of singing over and over is, uh, is it Come Forth, Don't Wait, I Know You Hesitate? Yeah, that actually was um, written in the studio, like as a, an additional oh, line. Really? Yeah, like there's a couple things like that. Um, yeah, it just kind of felt good to kind of feel that spot with those words. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like it adds to the song i mean definitely to the the flow of the song mm-hmm. it feels really good to have all those layers of because you know, you've got like the oh's going on in yeah. there too um is that like a message to yourself or to the partner i think both yeah like like going back to that whole um mirror you know just mm-hmm. the whole the mirror the song's yeah. definitely a, a mirror yeah, 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 that's great. Um, your vocals are so distant from each other. It's kind of great. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever mapped them out to see your overlap in the in your ranges? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think we have heard. Yeah. No, we're still, I mean, I'm still learning how to sing. <laughs> I don't really know. Oh, you do good. Um, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are great. But Plus, uh, you have things to say. I think when you have things to say, it yeah. doesn't matter nearly as much how right. technical, yeah. uh, how technically accurate you are, um, you know, because it's not about that. It's it's that's kind of like sort of the punkish element of your music. It's, it's yeah. emotional, right? Right. Yeah. So we didn't talk too much about um, women's issues specifically. They just kind of like come along throughout everything and i was just kind of wondering what the what you feel like the community is like in terms of supporting or caring about that element i think the a problem in pittsburgh is a lot of people want musicians to support them and i think we need to kind of like figure out how to get the to just like people that don't play music to put, support us you oh know? yeah to come to shows you mean <laughs> yeah the general yeah. public um, you the know, general public yeah. yeah just that 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 like connection there um, it's I, true. Like a lot of shows, it's like the audience is other musicians, right? right? Yeah. And then that becomes a problem too because everyone has shows all the time, so it becomes very difficult to go to other people's shows. Yeah. yeah. When you're also playing music all the time, mm-hmm. I don't know how to get people to come out more. The culture here is is not. It's like I don't know how many times this has happened to you, but I've definitely had things where the covers like five dollars or something yeah and people will not come to that they'll just go to a different bar oh, yeah yeah just so that they don't have to pay the five dollars right because yeah. there's a band it, like they, a band. they don't yeah they don't think in that terms of like supporting their local community i just feel like things are changing a little bit but yeah you know, uh i don't know still like that for sure yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely <laughs> And that goes back to like the whole idea about touring and that's where the growth is going to be because Mm -hmm. uh, that's where you get other people to start hearing. And I mean, other little towns, people go out to see music and it's like a big deal and they want, they want that. They'll pay the $5 gladly just to have the entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so true, even if you just leave the city a little bit. So Right, absolutely. And I feel like that'll help too. Um, Because once people see that you're touring and doing stuff like local people and you're getting press, like Mm -hmm. that's whenever I feel like 
the general public starts to support yeah. you. Yeah, you know? so you got to kind of make it. You got. I know it's something. unfortunate, you know. Um, but I suppose every city has a different strategy for this. I um, think so. Yeah, Pittsburgh is an interesting. You called it a bubble earlier, but it's also like it's this weird position because Philly's so far away. You know, New York is really far away. DC's there, but I don't feel like people go to DC Mm-mm. to play shows that much from here, even though that's like the closest, one yeah, of the closest big cities. Four hours, yeah. yeah, and there's like kind of this Ohio push. You know, yeah. people go to Ohio a lot, um, but it's kind of inconvenient to get anywhere. Everything is kind of two to four hours away. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard to to make it work. But your tour, you're going out pretty soon, right? Yeah, right after your release? Yeah. 26th. And how know. many places are you going? Um, four. Yep. We have okay. Four. We have New York City, uh, Virginia. And then uh, right outside of Philly, we actually didn't get to book right in Philly this mm-hmm. time. It was just too late. But uh, we have a couple venues right outside of Philly. Yeah, mm-hmm. two shows um, in like Ambler. Am- Ambler and, and Lansdale. Lansdale. Cool. Kind of random. Yeah. Have you guys been out with Dinosaur on a tour before? No, no. this is our first. Yeah. Well, it's very exciting. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. I am excited for you. I can't wait to hear how yeah. it goes. That's really cool. Um, and also, I think you – is it true you almost opened for Modern English? Yes. Well, they, we, yeah. It was booked. It was ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a bummer. Guitar player, I think, was a guitar player. Yeah, he got hospitalized. Surgery or something. Oh, yeah. So he they had to cancel it. the rest yeah. of the tour. But Aww. supposedly they're supposed to come back and we're supposed to play for them. But yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah. yeah. With you. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when he got asked. So. Well, that was when we were – that was before – Yeah, we had this weird kind of push. <laughs> yeah. So we opened for She Wants Revenge uh-huh. and did our EP And that release. was a pretty big show. Yeah. Yeah. That and then huge. we got asked that show and we were like – this is great. And then for some reason, there was like a dip. And then it's just. And the dip was right after we signed the contract, too. So I feel oh, like there's well, like a correlation kind of there. Is no, all, really. Yeah. It definitely. Um, and now that we are starting to dissolve it, like I feel like things are starting to open up again. It's the uh-huh. weirdest thing. Um, well, I'm really excited to watch your future unfold <laughs> along with you guys and see how it goes. Um, I too feel like that resonance of the, you know, the dissolving of something that was binding you down and um, now you're going to be uplifted. Yes. I feel like it feels really good to me too. I can feel the energy. <laughs> I really enjoyed talking to you guys yes. today. Um, this was really fun and um, I'm so excited for you guys. Cool. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. Yeah, thanks for having thanks. us. Yeah, thank you, thank Tara. You've been listening to Petticoat Rule, galvanizing women in musical creativity. The views and opinions expressed during the show are solely those of the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the producers. Subscribe and find more information and episodes at petticoatrule.net. Follow us on Facebook at Petticoat Rule and on Instagram and Twitter at Petticoat Rule FM. 